Hola, hola. Welcome to the Breakthrough Brand Show. I'm Fabi Paolini, and my mission on this podcast is to give you behind-the-scenes stories, anecdotes, and unique perspectives behind building a premium brand that makes a real impact. I believe that when you create a message that is aligned with your truth, you can have the breakthroughs that changes lives. Each week, me and my guests share with you how we're making an impact with our message and the stories behind our success. So that being said, let's dive into today's episode. Well, today I have the lovely Victoria Pelletier, <laughs> a 20-year corporate executive and board director, and she's currently managing director at Accenture. She's nicknamed the Turnaround Queen, and she inspires and empowers at your people and their teams to be able to change their mindset and grow, drive growth in their businesses, their leadership and culture. So happy to have you here, Victoria. I, so, I hope that I didn't get your name completely, last name completely wrong. <laughs> no, you did amazingly well. Thank you. And thanks for having me here. Thank you. Well, tell me what you do in your own words. So I am a like career long B2B professional services corporate executive. Uh, and so uh, I uh, have been leading large-scale operations, business units, or market units for predominantly Fortune 500 companies. But I have this incredible entrepreneurial spirit, not only within these large companies, but mm-hmm. also on the side. I think I've almost always had side hustles that I've built or bought. I love it. So what is your what is your main focus? Like, What is the thing that inspires you most and what you love working with your clients with? Um. This is going to sound very like consultant speak. And yes, consultant <laughs> is one of the services that I've been, uh, you know, leading in businesses for years, mm-hmm. but um, solving problems and creating value. I love that. Uh, and, and I say that because so many companies are focused on, you know, their employees carrying around this like toolkit of the things that we can sell to customers. And I want to build a like trusted relationship with them, understand what their strategy is, what does success look like, even for them personally, how are you measured on success? And then figuring out like what solutions do we have in the toolkit or can we develop together to solve for those problems? I love that. So, okay, let's talk a little bit about personal branding because I know that this is one of the main things that you focus on as well. Tell me why personal brand, well, I mean, I know that this might be obvious, but I want to hear you your vision around it. But why is personal branding something that is, important for professional growth? <laughs> it um, w- w- So people do business with people they like and trust mm-hmm. and therefore want to do business with. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I, I don't think I always had the words of personal branding when I started it over 20 years ago. And that's when I made the shift in, from business to consumer to business to business. Mm-hmm. I had to start responding to RFPs. And I'm like, what, what is going to make me and my company, my team, myself, differentiated from others aside from cost. And so that's where the focus came originally. And then again, without knowing the, you know, having the vernacular around it, I, you know, realized mm-hmm. over time that that's really what I was doing. And so for, for me, personal brand is a few different things. It's certainly the, the, what, you know, the industry or the functional expertise that we would have, mm-hmm. but then other pieces that are so important is what makes us different? What is that unique value proposition that we bring to the table? Next would be like, what are we passionate about? What interests do we have? What things do we advocate for? And then a little bit of that too, a, a brand is also, what do you what do you want to be known for? So I think we are the CEOs of brand us and we can develop that. And doesn't mean it can't pivot and change over time as we grow. 
Um, but that's what it is. And it's really important to um, standing out in this marketplace, particularly over these last couple of years, who, yeah. who and how we show up digitally um, when we all sat from home and did our work became even more important. A hundred percent. And I feel like the world has had made such a massive shift around this topic. I think that what happens often is a lot of people still live in the eighties and they're like, well, you know, I want to be a professional brand and like a professional business. Right. And I feel like that's not just the way that the whole world and culture and the whole, like the general global culture is, is at right now. And we want to connect with real people and we want to buy from humans, not really from these corporations that are like, I don't know who you are. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's, it's about reputation mm-hmm. uh, and trust. And so that's what, why it becomes, you know, so critically important and more so. And as you said, um, we think about it, like these last few years have us much more focused on what's meaningful and important to us and connecting to purpose and values mm-hmm. as consumers as employees. And so it gets really important to, you know, have a strong brand, not only individually for the people you're working, buying from, but the organizations at a macro level as well. That's true. Okay. So actually one of the things that you mentioned was around in terms of defining your personal brand is determining what makes you different. And I feel like this is one of those things that I, I feel like is a big I want to say pain point or issue. I don't know. I don't know the exact phrase, but I feel like it's something that comes up often because at least for me, and maybe you experience the same thing too, because people feel like, well, I don't know what makes me different. I am, you know, a health coach and I went through this institute and learned these things from this place that these hundreds of thousands or millions of people have learned from. And I don't really know at the end of the day, if I'm selling um, weight loss. I'm just using that example. You know, it's like, there's so many ways that you could lose weight. Like it's pretty simple. So how do you help people define what actually makes them different when there's a lot of sameness in the world, if that makes sense? <laughs> well, it, it, so this actually comes down to the, the human factor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're right. When you talk to health coach is a great example where, yeah, you could be certified in whatever the certain type of, you know, health and weight loss that, you know, someone might be interested in, but how are you as a coach? How are you as a human to engage with? How are you going to hold me accountable as your client in this regard? Are you going to be radically candid with me and give me the, tell me the stuff I need to hear versus the stuff I want to hear and selling me another like product or service? Like that's a big part of defining how you're different uh, from the others or, um, your own lived experience. So if you're someone who's gone through a weight loss and like health journey yourself, then that makes you different than many who maybe have always been in that space and they're, they're experts at it, but they can't relate to what the personal journey is of having to lose a hundred pounds. Yeah. And so those are the things that people, you know, need to be thinking about in terms of their differentness and uniqueness. And a lot of that's even just their personal and lived experience. A hundred percent. And I feel like what I've, what, how I look at it too, is that you might be teaching the same things, but how you're teaching them or how you're coaching people through them is going to be completely unique to you. And that's what you need to learn how to leverage as a brand. So let me ask you, what are some of the ways in which you can leverage those differences? Or or what are some of the things that you feel that people can do for that? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, it does. And, and so I spent a lot of time, um, you know, coaching people around this. Actually, you know, I'm 
I was ranked by LinkedIn as um, when I work for IBM as their number one social seller. That's kind of the ranking, like social selling index is what LinkedIn talks about for IBM globally. So they actually had asked me to develop some, you know, training and education around it. And a big part of it was talking about like, we are whole people as the social sellers, the influencers of our organization. Yeah. And so that means that we're going to talk about the lived experience that we have. We're going to talk about, you know, for me as a leader, I'm going to talk about who I am and how I lead. If I want to attract people into this organization or mm-hmm. for a customer like client buying from us, they want to know that their team's going to be happy and delivering the work for them. So that becomes important. So showing up on both online, I say online and IRL, as my kids say in real life, mm-hmm. um, it's the same person. You're getting the same Victoria, whether you're what you see digitally versus when you meet me in person. But the important thing about the brand is I'm going to tell you about who I am as a human, not only who am I, am I as a leader, what are the things that are important to me? And that's, you know, diversity, inclusion, it's being a really good coach and mentor for others, lifting people as I rise within the organization, being an advocate for, you know, certain things. And so when you show up online, you're not always posting about, Hey, I'm a, going back to the health coach. I'm a health coach. And I know this, I'm going to talk to you about who I am, what my mm-hmm. experience is, what am I personally interested in to build some connection with people? I, I love that. And, you know, I think that it's really, really important for us to have a lot of clarity in these things and to be able to learn who we are, because I think that part of the issue is that it's it's kind of interesting. It's like that lack of real understanding around who we are as a, or, or our message as a brand, right? What we stand for. And I think that very often people look at others others in their industry and see, okay, well, this is what every single, let's come back to the health coach because that's what we're using, going with today. We're looking at all of these health coaches and the ones that are the most successful, this is what they're doing. So maybe that's what I need to do. And it sounds like everybody ends up being a copycat version of each other. And I feel like what people don't really realize is that when you really take the time to sit down and define well, who am I as a brand? What do I stand for? What are my stories? Not only my big picture story, but what are the little stories and experiences and skills and my personality? Like, what are the things that I can bring in that makes me different? And that's what's going to make you successful. It's not you copying somebody else. Does that make sense? <laughs> oh, completely. I agree with you 100%. I love it. So tell me how you, um, in terms of d- developing your personal brand, well, actually, let me ask you how you have worked on your own personal brand. I'm kind of curious to see, to hear a little bit about your own personal experience with own, your own personal brand. I was going to go somewhere else, but I feel like this is interesting. <laughs> yeah. So I, I made the shift um, into the world of business to business. I became the chief operating officer for an outsourcing organization after it was a big stretch role for me. I was also only 24 years old. Uh, and all of a sudden wow. I stepped into, you know, a role where I, I basically had all functions of the organization except for finance reporting to me. So sales and marketing, yeah, technology, HR, all those things. But I had a deep operational background. So I I had to learn it quickly. As I said, I was like responding to RFPs and it was like, well, what's our win strategy here? How do we be different when it comes down in many cases to, to price? Mm-hmm. And so it started with that journey, number one. But then two, I, I had to pivot. Me as a leader, I showed up as a, as a young female leader in the way I thought people needed to talk about copycat. I thought I needed to show up the way my male colleagues did. Right. I would show emotion. I wasn't going to be vulnerable. So I got a, a nickname as the Iron Maiden. Well, that's actually not who I am. <laughs> I had to shift. 
the, you know, my, my brand, I was known for one thing. Yes, I was known for exceptional business results, but people probably feared me a little bit as a leader versus wanting to follow me. And so I had to make a shift. So there became what I refer to as strategic intentionality. So I had to pivot and be different because I showed up in a certain way. And so that was one way where I had to, you know, be very different, but then I had to be really consistent with that. Eventually, you know, the way I, I, I leaned into things that didn't make me comfortable, like um, starting a meeting and not launching right into the business agenda, talking to people, starting to share my emotions, starting to share my history, all those things. Now that's just innate in who I am. And so every time I think about posting something, whether it's online or I'm also a public speaker and speaking on certain content, does it all align back to my brand? And what do I want people to know about me as an, as a human, as an individual, as, you know, a leader in business. And so that's where kind of it started the pivot I had to make. And now my just maniacal focus on making sure that everything I put out there is really consistent and on brand with who, who I am, who I say I am, who I truly and authentically, there's no, I don't fake it till you make it. Um, it's like legitimately, these are the things that are important to Victoria. I love that. And I think that there comes a point where maybe when you're beginning this process of defining your brand, it requires a lot of you analyzing and really thinking through what you're going to put out there. But I think that there's a moment where it just becomes innate, right? Like it becomes part of who you are. And it's kind of funny because it is who you, it's your personal brand. But but I think that doing that intentionally, you don't have to think it through every single time you're posting, but it's just like, okay, I know my pillars as a brand. I know my topics. I know what I stand for. I know what I stand against. I know who my audience, like I, all these different things. And they're now in the background, kind of like just doing its thing. And then you're just creating with that in mind, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. Okay. So tell me, what do you think has made you successful? I'm kind of curious about this. <laughs> uh, a number of things. I mean, there's no one like sort no, of obviously you know, not our bullet. I attribute it to I am I have a very, very difficult um early childhood. And uh I think that um adversity caused me to be incredibly resilient mm-hmm. and also, you know, created this great drive in me to become better than sort of my biology or circumstance. So oh, that's yeah. that's my why, uh borrowing that from Simon Sinek. So that's where I think it comes from. Um, but then I also will attribute career success to personal brands, a really key element of that for sure. Um, performance and maintaining my skills. So always being really focused and understanding what how is success measured here? What does that look like? And what do I need to do to learn more different, better, not only for today and for the skills for today, but for the future. Mm-hmm. And then a big part of it as a wife, a mother, executive board member doing all this other stuff has also been learning how to create some really strong boundaries. Um, (laughs) learning what, what doesn't bring me any joy personally or professionally. I either say no to, I delegate or I outsource it. Yeah. I love that. I think, you know, coming back to what you said in the beginning though, the resilience piece is, I think that at the core, like if you don't give up and keep on trying to get better, you're going to succeed. I mean, for the most part, until unless you're like really bad at what you're doing, right? But for the most part, if you're like, let me stick with it, that's it. And I think it's so interesting because the marketing industry, I, I, maybe not even just the marketing industry, but like the online space is always selling us this like instant gratification. Like, oh, all you need to do is this one thing to build success. And I think that when you're in the inside, you learn that, nope. It's ongoing tweaking, ongoing optimization, ongoing improvement, ongoing, like, let's see how I'm performing, how this, 
And it's not just like, oh, I became, I caught like, you're going to become a millionaire by Monday. I don't think that that works for the most part. Like, I, I feel like if it does work, it's because there was a lot of work that had been done for years. And then you added this thing and then, okay, now it worked, but you've been doing this for a while. Does that make sense? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree, and it's it's funny you talk about sort of the I think the social media does create this instant gratification that there's going to be the magic pill to solve for things. <laughs> Weight loss would be a good one. Other things like that, and I think yeah. I have two children, twenty three and almost nineteen, and my younger one is one that I just was like, oh, it's like it's just going to happen. Like we can turn the switch, and I'm like, no, beauty, that it doesn't work like that. It's like lots of hard work, patience. I'm not overly patient, but I'm um, a little bit of patience in that, um, and like fail fast and pull your socks back up and get, you know, move forward. Exactly. Well, let me ask you how much or how a big of a role has personal development and mindset work been for you to build success in your own life? Um, it, well, it, it's always been there for me, you know, so I've been like a voracious, like learner and wanting to improve. I think it helps them an A type personality. Who's quite competitive. Mm-hmm. I don't like to lose. Um, and so that, that in itself and that DNA, you know, helps fuel me to want to do better. Um, so it's definitely helped me. I think of the, um, like that, my, that first C-suite role I was recruited into, as I said, I was only 24, but part of the Amazing. reason I got there mm-hmm. is I had working in the banking industry, running like call center operations, but I got promoted up through the bank because I kept learning. I went from like, I started at 17 in my first year of university doing outbound telemarketing sales for credit card insurance. Like, oh, ugly job, right? Sounds like fun, yeah. It was like flexible while I was in university and I got promoted in six months, but I learned more about retail banking and took courses. I learned about the lending side of things and I ended up getting my securities license. And so I ended up getting promoted to go and run the discount brokerage operations for that bank. Um, that gave me this platform. I would never have done that if I hadn't taken it upon myself to learn. No one asked, asked me to do it. It was me just trying to like do more and more. And I, I ultimately think that's what set me up, not only to get recruited into that that C-suite role, but continuing on that path in whatever industry um, going forward. I love that. And there's so much power in what you're sharing, because I feel like it's this hunger that you have, right? Like this hunger of like, but but it sounds, I mean, obviously, obviously you're competitive, but it also sounds to me like like it's this desire to learn more, right? And I feel like that's the ultimate way of of like personal development, right? At the end of the day, it's like, how do I become better at this? And not just because it's going to get me a job, but because I want to learn it too, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and you know what? It's different for everyone. I think, you know, my my older son, he said to me a number of years ago, I was pushing him as he was getting ready to apply to for college. And he's like, mom, he pointed around our house. He's like, I don't need all this. I am fine with mediocrity. <laughs> oh my God. I had this like, oh, if I hadn't given birth to you, I'm not sure I would like, but so I, I remember saying to him like, buddy, you know what? You're going to define what success looks like for you. Exactly. Right. I just want you to be, I said, my job as a mom is to raise a really good human. Um, and you know, someone who I said, your success is going to be, you're in a role that you enjoy making right. the money, money that you need to afford the lifestyle that you want. You don't need to follow in my footsteps. I love that you're bringing this up too, because I feel like that is fundamental. And coming back to what I was saying before, like we're building these copycats businesses of how we should do things, but in every way, even in our lifestyles, right? And I feel like, you know, we think, well, what's required of me to build success is doing this, this, and that. 
And it's really not. It's about you defining, well, what do I really want? Do I want to have a team of 100 people or a company with 100 employees? Or do I want one person in my team? And that's, and that's what I, like, I want. And, and I think that it's really important for us to clarify those things for ourselves too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think the last few years, in addition to, as we talk about personal brand and how things have changed, I think it's created this great opportunity for people to really think about what's, what's important to them. Yeah. Uh, aligning with their purpose and mission and values. And just like, what do you enjoy doing? Exactly. Life's, life's too short to like, you know, continue in a crappy job, um, you know, or, and just not have joy. No, a hundred percent. Well, I love it, Victoria. Where can people find you online? Where can they reach out to you, get in contact, all the things? <laughs> well, I, I have a personal website, although I will tell you, um, I focus focusing so hard on my brand. If you type in my name, I'm the majority of the first 10 pages that come up on Google. Um, however, to make it easier for your listeners, just go to victoria-peltier.com. And from there, they can click to connect with on me on whatever social media platform of their choice. Perfect. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here. This has been so fun and interesting. Thanks for having me. Gracias for listening to today's episode of the Break Your Brand Show. To listen to more episodes or to be featured as a guest, go to fabipaulini.com slash podcast for more details. Can I ask you for something? If you got value out of this episode, would you share it on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or just post it online. If you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let me know about the show and include the hashtag Breakthrough Brand Show. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episode, go ahead and subscribe right now. Your thumbs up, rating, amor, love, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean so much to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, fabipaulini.com, or follow me everywhere as Fabi Paulini. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Con amor, Fabi.